ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 74 of Those Muckrakers. I'm Pete. And I'm Wind Tunnel Pat. Uh, yeah, we found out recently from a listener that uh, your mic sounds like you're talking through a Dixie cup, so we're going to have to fix that soon. Yeah, apparently that really sucks, but I'm going to take that bullet for the podcast and, you know, stop pacing around while we talk. Not, not, not that that'll fix this mic, just I need a stationary, like, professional mic to talk through, because apparently just a gamer headset does not produce the best sound quality, and I'm not a sound guy, so I can't hear it. It sounds fine to me. Well, my, uh, mic, my mic sounds so good that I guess, by contrast, it makes you sound like crap. That just means we got to break your mic, and then we'll be fine. Speaking of which, uh, just a quick plug, I was on a podcast last week, uh, it's pretty cool called Million Dollar Day Player. So if you get a chance, you get bored, you want to hear some deep cuts about movies, uh, go on over and look up Million Dollar Day Player. It's fun. There's an episode with me on it. Muckrakers are an infection and we are spreading. Yep. Uh, so how do you want to start this one today? You want to start with uh, some Dear Abby? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's throw it up to the Dear Abby. I was um, thinking recently, dear listeners, that uh, maybe we should our format should be something like um, a news story, and then we go into the Dear Abbies. But there's we don't have that much this week. Well, for so, for the listener news, I'm gonna for, start calling it Dear Patty. Dear Patty. Dear Patty. Dear Patty. So today's Dear Abby. Uh, oh God, there was two of these I found. I'm gonna do the less horrible one. Because uh, I think you'll enjoy this one. This okay. one's this one's titled "Mother-in-Law's Nighttime Attire Causes Consternation." Con is that anything like constipation? I don't know if constipation is a word, but I know consternation is sounds like something a fucking uh, uh, what do you call that? An old prospector would say. <laughs> Cons- uh, you're right. Consternation, which just goes to show that the Con- only confound it. The only people writing into Dear Abby are like old baby boomers, uh, like a uh, 49ers, 1849ers. That is. Yeah. There's gold in them dar hills. Well, apparently there's some gold in the mother-in-law's nighttime attire. Dear Ooh. Abby, I have a wonderful mother-in-law whom I love very much. She frequently stays overnight in my home. I also have two young sons. My mother-in-law recently mentioned to me that she doesn't wear underwear to bed and never has, including while staying at my house. I'm troubled by this because she wears nightgowns to bed and I'm afraid my sons might accidentally (laughs) see her lady parts. Also, she sleeps on my furniture like this and I feel that it is disrespectful and unladylike. I don't know how to... Yeah, it reminds me... Sorry, can I cut in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hate to interrupt you, but it just reminds me of an episode of the Venture Brothers, where uh, Brock Sampson was staying over at the Monarchs, and um, he was like, oh, "Why, why are you wearing those clothes that you slept in?" And he's like, "I didn't sleep in my clothes." <laughs> Number forty-two, burn his sheets. <laughs> well, I mean, she's not naked. Uh, the lady goes on to say, "I don't know how to say that." I say that to her for the sake of my furniture and my sanity. I need her to wear underwear to bed when she stays at my house. Do I broach this subject, or am I being unreasonable proper in Ohio? The um, See, because you didn't respond to her immediately, you've made it weird. Yeah. What you should have done is as soon as she's all like, I don't wear underwear to bed, be like, wear fucking underwear then. Jesus Christ. I'm now, gonna... don't say it like that. Be like, well, could you? I'm but gonna, now I'm... because you didn't say anything and you're, like, kicking the can down the road, this is, like, weeks later. And it's like, hey, remember whenever you talked about your uh, lady parts being all flippity-flappity on my uh, my couch? Maybe I shouldn't. 
See, that's just weird because now she knows you've been thinking about it for weeks well, if you bring it no, up again. No, she's wearing a nightgown. She's not fucking bare ass in the couch. I mean, I don't know. She's not. I'm picturing it being very windy inside of his house. No, like he sleeps with all the uh, doors and windows open, so her nightgown's frequently blowing up. Like uh, like those old-timey movies. She's I'm not, singing in the rain. She's not doing the boot scootin' boogie across the lanai. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, I actually like the response to this one. Uh, Abby responds, What your mother-in-law wears to bed is her business, not yours. Unless your little boys are playing peekaboo underneath her nightie, they won't notice. How long is that garment anyway? Because I agree. Nighties reach down to your ankles. Maybe. I guess I was picturing it like stopping at her waist. <laughs> just like a half shirt? No. Yes. She's just wearing half No, shirt. she's basically wearing the equivalent of like a nightdress or a robe. I guess, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, okay, she sounds covered then. I was picturing something totally different. No, this lady just seems crazy, and I do like the fact that Abby uses, uh, with this nightgown on, there should be no booty contact with your sofa. Okay, well, that sounds fair then. Uh, she, also, they, they know about more about nightgowns than I do. Also, I just like that she's worried that her boys are going to see a vagina. He, yeah. Just like you really think that like your your young boys are like ooh you know what I want to see some old lady puss that's what I want to see. <laughs> uh, it, sound, it sounded more like she was worried about it would be accidental than uh, deliberate. Let me ask you this: Did your mom ever worry that you would accidentally see your grandmother naked? No. Exactly. If it, it fucking exactly. That's so gross. Yeah. Like it, it seems like a weird, a weird thing that's not actually a thing. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> all right, now that we have all those unpleasant, <laughs> I was picturing a much, much younger mother-in-law, but now I'm picturing much, much older. Well, so I mean, this just, think... became, this just went from a fantasy to me, Pete, to uh, a nightmare. Thank you. Yeah, well, Thank you're, you for that think one. about it. Your mother, <laughs> when you were a kid, your mom's mother-in-law would be your fucking grandma. Yeah, yeah. So, like, is is it real? Did she really? Think that you and uh, uh my, my my dad's biggest concern was oh god she's gonna come by when they're about to spin the big wheel on Wheel of Fortune. I'll say uh, pause that, it uh, for a what... second. There's music playing and I don't know why. Why? I can't hear it on my end. I know I'm completely okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, for some reason an ad started just playing rock music in the background and I was like I can't hear anything. It sounds like a party started. Oh, gotcha. It's a part Arby's. It's like a party in your mouth, and your stomach is called the noise police. I was like, did I suddenly become the coolest kind of schizophrenic where I just hear really cool guitar music? Maybe. Uh, that reminds me of um, a recent Jim Sterling video where he's just, like, talking about something while, like, going to different websites, and one of them he pulls up just started auto-playing an ad, and he was like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> yeah. I'm not listening to this one again. Yeah, no, that's what happened to me. I, I, I didn't realize I can't that. do a good... I can't do a good Jim Sterling impression. I can do a great TV impression. I didn't Total know. Biscuit. We do occasionally talk about video games, I, but I, I can't do uh, Sterling. Well, number one, no one knows who any of these people are that listen to our podcast, and two, they uh, might. that ad was real loud. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so we got some listener mail. You ready to time, get... Time, time, to, time to subtract that ad. All right, listener mail. All right, so we're going to call this uh, Dear Patty. Dear uh, uh, Pete and Patty. So, dear Patty, uh, first thing uh, she asks, what are your summer plans? Well, uh, I'm going to North Carolina. I keep wanting to call it South Carolina for a month, so that's going to be fun. Uh, Pat, what okay. are you doing? 
<clears throat> so we have quite a few plans for uh, this summer. For one thing, we were going to go on the uh, potato famine diet, but that got mixed super fast. Yeah. So now instead, we're just going to go on a, a healthier diet. Well, here's the thing about the potato, be focus. the potato famine thing where you eat only potatoes for two weeks to reset your taste buds. I've tried it several times, and every time I try it, it gets worse. Yeah, well, I've tried it um, technically twice now, but the first time I did it, I did it incorrectly. It was the first time I did it, I was like, oh, I'll just, all my meals will be potatoes, but I'll still like salt and butter them, and I'll drink, uh, actually back then I was still drinking sodas too, so it was like really unhealthy. Since then I have cut sodas out of my diet, but uh, I, when I was doing it properly, where like the only thing you can drink is like water, you could do black coffee or unsweetened tea, but nothing else, right? So basically it's just fucking potatoes. You can't add anything. You can't add a little bit of butter. You can't add a little bit of oil. Yeah, it's supposed nothing. to be, it's supposed to be it's, dep deprivation for your mouth. Like you're supposed right, to completely reset your taste. You're doing sort of one step above fasting, right? And it's awful it's really bad i am really addicted to sugar i had no idea like that was like i've uh, i've I, just for context i'm someone that quit smoking after 16 years of being a two pack a day smoker and i'm still saying this was really bad this was really tough yeah so we we're gonna go back to the drawing board and uh, uh come up with a better diet plan because you've lost some weight but i still look like a uh i look like a toad in a children's cartoon that's the only way i can describe it Mr. Pete went a court and he did ride him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Mr. right. Pete that's, went a he did ride him. That's what I'm going to start calling myself until I lose this weight is <laughs> Mr. Pete, the, fuck, the, the, happy, the happy toad. Because it's just like you get to a point where you're so fat, I guess your face squishes your eyes closed and you always look half sleepy in all your photos. <laughs> Mr. Pete went a court and he did ride McDonald's by his side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Supersize it. Da, 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 so, da, 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 da. Yeah, we'll be we'll be back but, later uh, with a better diet plan besides <laughs> eat potatoes and get the shakes. <laughs> Sorry, that's still in my head now. Uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, my diet, I, I was able to push down from uh, 215 to 175, but since then, like it, well, that I did that over a couple months a while back. But I'm still not satisfied. You, I'd like to get all the way down to like 155. You right? get you get fat in weird ways. Like your your uh, your legs get fat. <laughs> like I don't understand I, your body. I, I didn't realize how fat my face had gotten until I went back and found like old selfies I'd taken, and I was like, oh, I was a big chungus. I didn't even yeah. realize that. Why do you think I grow a beard that I rarely shave? I shaved one time, and one of my students couldn't stop laughing, and I was like, all right, this is disruptive <laughs> to the class. Why are you laughing? He's like, your face is mad fat. <laughs> and that oh, will that will too bad. that will be with me always. <laughs> that will be with you always. That's a an Obi Wan Kenobi quote. So listener, so, listener oh, goes. God, you started looking like Lumpy Hannity, where you're just like a thumb with a face drawn on pretty it. Pretty much, I'm a thumb he, with a beard. Yeah. Don't, we're we're gonna fix it though, Pete. Don't worry. I it, hope it'll so. Be, everything will be perfect. I'm pretty depressed. But the question, what are you doing for your summer? We just discussed what we're not doing for the summer. Well, we're still sort of doing it because the, the Furman diet calls for the introduction of what he calls G-bombs into your diet, which are uh, greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. And That sounds like a world's worst salad. Uh, it kind of is because he <laughs> recommends putting a lot of this together into a salad. What are you and eating? just having what are like you eating? a giant berries and, salad Berries day. and onions? You know, I like the sweet, and then I like to be real sad and surprised. <laughs> but, 
anyway, we're we're gonna we're gonna tinker with that and come back to y'all, the listeners, with uh, what our new diet is whenever we have hammered it down. But um, the other thing we're doing is we're gonna be writing a lot over the summer. Still up for that, right, Pete? I'm yeah, putting yeah, you on the spot here. You gotta as long do as, it. As long as it doesn't feel as bad as eating only potatoes for a day. <laughs> God, that was so awful. Oh my and god. And it was just one day. I, I, we're gonna I die was, we're gonna die in the apocalypse. There's no way we're gonna I, make it. I, I was tech or I was texting or messaging on Facebook or one of those. Uh, and I was trying to say like um the gum is just out of my reach, but I so wanna go for it and it autocorrected gum to gun and I almost didn't correct the autocorrect. <laughs> like, no no, that's also sounds that also sounds right. I got a new diet. I, just, I so wanna eat, reach for it. You eat only bullets for two weeks and see how much weight you lose by the end of it. I'm so, pretty sure you'd lose a shitload of weight after one bullet. But the book, as far as the books go, um, I want to go ahead and pitch this book way before it's finished. It's called uh, Monster World, and it's already written. I finished it, and um, Pete is reading it for, um, what do you call it, quality control? Because uh, it has a whole lot of stuff in it that can really be, uh, that really needs to be touched up on that I can't see because it's my baby, right? And Peter has to go through it with a fine tooth comb and say, no, no, that's bathwater still. You got to throw that out. This is baby. That's bathwater. Let's, uh, let's, let's fix this. And I'm very, very slowly doing that. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll when, go. when that's done, that'll be published. But for now, we also have a bunch of other stuff to do this summer. It'll be uh, books that we'll tell you about as they're finished that we'll be throwing up on Amazon. But uh, Monster World's like the big project. Yay, Monster World. Well, I was gonna I was gonna hit you with another news story, uh, but it turns out Snopes told me it wasn't true. Let's go back to the listener email. Uh, listener says, "I want to say I appreciated your attempts to lighten the brevity of the concentration camps we have at our borders. Uh, that's what I love that we can bring levity to the Holocaust. You know." Just... <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. The more you kept trying to make it funny, the worse it sounded. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know what else to do. Um, yeah. so, we were literally torturing that torture. So the big, the big, yeah, she, she echoes something we, we echo to is we feel helpless to help the kids. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what else to do. Because uh, people are going down to donate items to them and they're being turned away. So Right. So there's like, God, I almost quoted nothing you can do about it, folks. Line again, but uh, well, you like know. the uh, she wanted to ask about the videos with Sarah Fabian from the Department of Justice in that Circuit Court judge uh, mm-hmm. video, which was pretty fucking dumb. Uh, that actually brings me to uh, my that's cute news for the week. If you'd oh. like to do that, yeah, tell me what's cute. So uh, in the Sarah Fabian vid, the listener asked if we seen it. Yes, yes, I did see it. And um, see, that's why uh, I have to bring up uh, just recently two different Americans who were kidnapped by uh, terrorists had uh, stuff to say about the Sarah Fabian video. Uh, One was kidnapped by uh, Somalian pirates and the other one was kidnapped by the Taliban. And they have both made public statements that the conditions they live under while captured by pirates and terrorists were considerably better than the condition America is putting children under right now at the southern border baby cages. Because the pirates and the terrorists at least gave both of them basic amenities like soap and a toothbrush so america treats its prisoners which aren't even prison or treats our kidnapped victims literal kids that they have napped at the border most of them asylum seekers here legally we treat them worse than pirates and terrorists including our arch nemesis the fucking taliban treats their american prisoners ain't that something that's my that's cute news for the week 
Well, I mean, it's all going according to plan because their whole thing is it's a deterrent. So if we... No, it's not! Deterrents don't work. In fact, it's doing the opposite. It's doing the opposite. Coyotes are right now telling everyone, you know, America's about to close the border. You really should get a get along there now or never trump's efforts to stem the tide of immigrants is having the dead opposite effect it's yeah. making more than ever before a sh come flooding to the border but they don't care I hate about... using the word flooding that's fox news's word for it but they whatever you, you get the idea they don't care about that all they care about is see putting putting kids in cages and and the word deterrent it's a nice easy uh concept for people to grasp it's not complex yeah. uh and it's very yeah. simple and it's like a lot of things that i think is a societal uh, systemic disease that we want basically McDonald's for everything so this is the McDonald's of fixing uh, the immigration issue it's quick it's uh, easy and it's terrible for everybody and it especially a, affects children it's a simple plan for simple people yeah so but, uh, Sarah Fabian yeah did that whole thing where she it was in court they're not giving kids the, uh, the amenities and the judges were pissed too it's just it, it's it's sickening and I think what you know we've talked about you've seen all the uh the, the different, like, uh, those photos of, like, how a genocide works, and we're right next to just executing people. Because, ah, that'd yeah. be a deterrent, too, right? Why don't we just shoot all these people at the border and save ourselves some money? Yeah, yeah. Because that's why um, exterminating all the Jews was called the final solution, because they had a lot of other solutions. They were like, well, what if we uh, did a deterrent, like locking them all up? And what if we separated their families? What if we yeah. um, put them in concentration camps? What if we made them do hard work? And then finally, they were like, look, we, we've tried everything, but the Jews are still here. Well, what if we just exterminated them? Yeah, that's and yeah, that's, that's what it's going to get to. So, uh, for some levity, um, our, reader, <laughs> our reader also is kind of our dear, our dear Abby. Uh, our reader asks, uh, and I quote my, our reader, our listener, My friends tell me he's had a problem since he was a child with stealing. He likes to get away with things literally, even if he has the same thing. He claims the earliest memory of him stealing was taking a Snickers buy from the grocery store on his way out because he was... Uh, he was short, and the clerk couldn't even tell someone slipped by. I do like that her friend is a Dickens character, like a midget that steals. <laughs> also noticed he does it at family visits or outings, like at a dinner he'll steal a butter knife or a fancy napkin. Or another example, at a bank he always grabs more than one pen slash lollipop. Once I had this Star Wars bobblehead he took right from my child's room. When confronted, he claimed he got it. It worries me, this need of his, to just claim things as his own. How should he proceed? Well, probably directly to jail when he gets caught. He sounds like a kleptomaniac. Yeah, it's a bit like that. So, my read on this was that his uh, theft to him is a bit like a hobby. Mm -hmm. Like, he likes collecting things. He likes owning things. He likes the thrill of the hunt, the thrill of the chase. Right. So, my first suggestion <clears throat> is to try and approach him with the offer of, well, what if you wanted to collect a moral or a conscious or a, a moral compass, right? And have that in your little box. But no, for, for real, though, uh, suggest to him that he changes his hobby from uh, that to something else that's not criminal. Like, what about rock collecting? There's a lot of very shiny baubles out there. 
that you can go and find, and they don't belong to anyone. So, <laughs> And you can challenge yourself. They don't have to be uh, rocks on the street or gravel or some bullshit like that. It could be a rock you find on a hike. That way you have to go and do something challenging. You meet that difficult thing, and then you find a cool rock somewhere, right? You like see, a geode or some shit. You, you and like, then that can be yours now. You sound like the world's best TV dad. Because <laughs> like, my, Thank you. My advice to this guy is 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 basically from the the was it the Dark Knight Rises uh, when, when the Joker's <laughs> like, well, if you're good at something, never do it for free. And that oh, one's yeah. that one's a squealer. I can always tell. T- tell him to be, become a detective. That way, he's stealing like um I don't know secrets from people, I and the, then he sells them. I dump the Annie because I I don't know. This is terrible of me. I don't. I think kleptomania sucks, but it's also like, isn't there something fun about being with that person when you're just like, you're like at a bank and they're like, I fucking stole that dude's tie, and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought that uh, listener was going to tell us when he's at a bank he always steals money, and I'm like, that's a bank robber and that's a felony. Uh, speaking of felony, though, that would be uh, my second bit of advice. If he, re- if okay, let's say owning stuff is what um, matters to him most, right? Well, he could either, you know, take up rock collecting, like I suggested, stamp collecting. He could um, download Pokemon Go and go out there and collect all the Pokemon, and that could be his. Or maybe what he's most interested in is the thrill of almost getting caught. Right. If the if the crime is what's more interested interesting to him than owning the thing afterwards what if he stole right he got it he gets it all the way home it's his he won and then he goes and returns it the next day does doesn't not have to turn himself in does not have to take responsibility just like slips it back onto the shelf no one ever knows i think that that way that way he still gets the challenge that he so craves and then he can return it. So what's more important to him, the thrill of almost getting caught or owning the thing? If it's owning the thing, take up a hobby that includes collecting free stuff. If it's the thrill of the chase, maybe challenge himself like that. Because it's not a See, yeah, because you, stealing a Snickers bar is not a felony, it's like a day in prison tops if he gets caught. I'd take that him, way the you know, the consequence of his action isn't too steep yet. Take him to a, take him to a museum and really challenge him. <laughs> Don't, everything at a museum is like wired to alarms. I know that's why it's a challenge. Ah, he needs therapy, or he needs to be punched in the face. Uh, dealer's choice. Yeah, like for for real though, like smack him upside the head and say, "What's wrong with you?" Uh, or just your family just surrounds him and beats the shit out of him for stealing from the family. I don't know. To, uh, Sounds like a what? fun. Oh, I was about to say, what's that movie? But it's um, like Office a... Space, right? He yeah. could be the printer from Office Space, and the rest of your family <laughs> is uh, the disgruntled employees, just surrounding it with baseball bats sounds like a fun guy though so our next our next listener question uh dear pat my cousin sarah name changed loves to take everyone's photos she'll take pictures of all the people at a party gathering and an event but god forbid you try to snap a picture of her she gets all bat shit no one is allowed to snap a photo of her without approval and permission but she doesn't let anyone get close to her so she ends up in her room just guarding her privacy I get really annoyed, but I feel even more sensitive bringing up what should she do with all those photos, and why does she let any of us? Why doesn't she let any of us take her photo? Uh, well, I can tell you why she doesn't want anybody to take her photo. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Uh, uh. You ugly. <laughs> Suggest to her a makeup kit. Um... <laughs> Perhaps some plastic surgery or the muckrakers diet. The one day potato famine. <laughs> one day you really, really reach for that gum. 
so that's a good question. What does she do with the photos? When I was reading that, I was I was picturing her putting up the photos of everyone on like Facebook or something. But if she just keeps them in a collection, well, then... you know who could find so, out wait, what so she does with the what? photos, right? The guy from the previous <gasps> the previous question. Her, her other friend. Yeah, he could go and steal all the photos back. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my God, this all works. It's perfect. Well, why does she do it? I don't know. She probably feels very self conscious about herself and doesn't like the way she looks in photos. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, she uh, she clearly places a lot of um, value in uh, someone's image. That's why she has to collect the image of others. She puts a lot of value in it because she doesn't. That's why she doesn't want people taking her own. But she feels like she has a level of control, getting uh, capturing everyone else's image. And at the end of the day, this sounds like weird, but mostly like a harmless quirk to me. Yeah, I like, mean, it's just a, a weird thing someone's doing. Like that we, um, we talked about earlier. I don't like photos of me either because. Look like a, I look like a bearded toad. <laughs> I'm going to think about that every time I eat unhealthy now. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Because, I mean, I just also... I eat... Stop eating McDonald's. Like, I, I, just cut out the fast food, and you'd be surprised. That, like, that's five pounds right there. I eat cheeseburgers the way a toad eats flies. Just, wow. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> and even then, I'm like, did you just tongue whip a cheeseburger in your own mouth? <laughs> While watching Netflix in your room, and then Peter replies, "Umi see me solo." Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. I'm gonna become like Job of the Hut. It's gonna be great. <laughs> the Daphne pops up. <laughs> so, you know, like, what's the thing's name that's on his tail? Uh, salacious Crumb. Yeah, she's your Salacious well, Crumb. No, my cat would be Salacious Crumb. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. So uh, this next one is a personal question from a reader. It says, uh, "Dear Pat." I don't know why I care so much about what other people think about me. Not so much the extent of changing who I am, but I have this almost incessant need to convince others that I am worth value. I want people to like me and connect with me so much that I get very close and personal very quickly with strangers. What bothers me is that I say and replay scenarios and interactions with people that I have disagreements or arguments with. Uh, it will literally bother me all day, that every, and every person that I see that day, I will tell them about that interaction to prove I'm right. It's honestly quite draining, and I feel sometimes I'm not able to be genuine with others please advise uh i do this uh any time in my life that i have been uh real inebriated or way too high i do this yes what so, is this uh continually replay every interaction you had with somebody like yeah it, it that's is... a now to our listener i will say um that's actually human nature that's not just something that you do i swear to you everybody does that like i will if i do something in a public interaction that comes off to me as awkward i will i will re i will stay up at night replaying that in my head i don't do but that i'm gonna let peter finish i don't do that so much but i only do that when i'm um, under the influence that's the only time i'm like oh man uh, do you think that gas station clerk uh, from three days ago thought I was weird when I bought a bottle of water? Yeah, see, uh, this is... Uh, how, how do I put it? It's human nature to want to fit in with, uh, with the herd, to not stand out. So anytime you do something that you consider out of the ordinary or in your case you're saying you feel like someone else did something out of the ordinary and you want to make sure that what you did was correct you will um you'll replay that scenario endlessly as just sort of a way of extrapolating you know what was what did you do right what did you do wrong what did you possibly do wrong what could you have done better to have uh, served your purpose more correctly how could you have uh, explained to the other person in that situation that you were right more succinctly 
there's a million little things and these are all things that are actually good for you, right? It's good to learn from your mistakes so that you don't repeat them in the future. And think of every single time this happens, not as a bad thing, but as a good thing, because it's another learning opportunity for you, right? You have to, you have to make mistakes before you can learn from them. You have to be in awkward situations before you can learn how to not be awkward. And there's never going to come a time in your life in which all that disappears, right? Perfection Reaching perfection is like reaching the speed of light. It's only something to pursue. It's never something you can actually reach. I think that, that like... All that, said, uh, all, all that said, you do have to play it out only to a point and then learn to let it go because I think you it's going to drive you crazy. After a while, you have exhausted every, possi every possibility. Like Doctor Strange in the, um, not the Endgame movie, but the first one, the... the uh, first Thanos movie, he looked through all one million possibilities of how this could yeah. play out, and they won and only one of them. Do that, and then once you've seen all possibilities, let it go. Do not let yourself think about it anymore. That way you can move on with your life. I, I would I would be even more practical with it. I think that two things you can do to help you with this. One, uh, start. this is going to sound really weird. Start going out and doing stuff alone. <laughs> Find new hobbies. Challenge yourself. Go on hikes. But go completely alone. Don't take anybody else with you. Uh, because when you put yourself alone with no input, no, you know, no podcast, no, no, no media input, like really alone, like you start learning stuff about yourself and you become a little bit more independent. And secondly, if it's really something that bothers you and keeps you up at night, uh, talk to a, talk to a therapist because they may be able to help you work through your need for, cause we all, we all want to demonstrate value, but I know like personally, like because my dad died when I was young, there's always this weird drive to like, how do I be a man? How do I prove myself? You know, like, and it's yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's difficult to work to iron out. Well, I had said it keeps me up at night. I don't know if it keeps her up at night, but um, I will say one one last thought for the road. Everyone, everyone is always way more concerned with themselves than anyone else. So you will always notice all of your own imperfections so much more, infinitely more than anyone else ever will. You could drive yourself crazy thinking about something that literally no one but you noticed. So, you know, don't just keep in mind that everyone is the star of their own show. Everyone is way more concerned with how they came off in any given situation than how you came off. So while you can tweak yourself towards perfection, uh, this is largely just changes that only you will notice for the longest time. Or maybe just so, try. You know, so don't don't worry about. Don't worry too much about how other people see you because you're mostly the one that sees you more than anyone else does, if that makes sense. Maybe maybe uh, talk to your friend that steals and maybe start stealing with him. <laughs> uh, steal with him and um, get, like, horse blinders for uh, your friend that takes photographs so she can't see that uh, you're taking pictures Poke of her. Poke out her eyes. Let's go Old Testament <laughs> with it. So uh, I do have a news story that you're going to love. Are you ready oh, yeah. for this? Uh, yes. It's a news story on the uh, Malaysia Airlines flight. No, God damn it. Okay, what is it? <laughs> uh, I flipped through this whole article, and it turns out that we still don't know anything. Imagine that. <laughs> That's what I was angry about the story for, because it was six goddamn months of them covering that fucking Malaysian airliner and not a single update the entire time. No, it didn't go through black holes, Don Lemon. <laughs> uh, that was no, a thought this, he had. This, I really don't. I really don't. By the way, I really don't fault him for saying that. It's funny that he said it, but I mean, two 
to his credit, he's expected to fill up a lot of fucking airtime talking about nothing. Of course, he's going to say, you know, silly shit when you just point a camera at him and they're like, talk for five hours about nothing. And he's like, what? So but, no. you're going to enjoy this. Uh, an Australian has been claiming for several years to have found Malaysian flight MH370 by means of Google Earth in shallow waters and intact, but he has refused to disclose the location while he works on a crowdfunding the expedition. He doesn't have it. He just wants money. <laughs> really? You really think he doesn't have it? I, yeah. Right, I don't care. I think it's fucking. It's gonna be Wolf Blitzer. Like that's gonna be the rest of the story. It's actually Wolf is out there posing as an Australian. <laughs> yes, and in today's news, we uh we have a uh, crowdfunding. Send me five dollars, and I can use that to buy a new beard trimmer. And I'm Wolf Blitzer. It's I mean, Don, I'm Australian. It's Don Fucking Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a this is a really cool story, and I don't care what Snope says. Did you hear about the man that was uh, uh dragged into a cave by a bear? No. You didn't hear this story? Uh-uh. So the, these hunters in Russia were out hunting around, and their dogs took them to a cave. And they uh, they look in the cave, and they found a dead guy. But it turns out that he wasn't dead. Was it Leonardo DiCaprio? Because I saw that movie. Well, no. no, I saw previews of that movie. I never saw the film itself. No, so this guy uh, got attacked by a bear. It broke his back. And it dragged him into a cave, and he was there for a month, stored his food. Huh. Says he stayed alive, drinking his own urine. I don't know what he ate, but he I guess he was... Well, if the bear is storing food there, he probably stored other food around him, and then he just ate the bear's food that was stored there with him. So this comes out of Russia, so everyone's kind of like, I don't know if this is real, but like, holy shit fake news it might be fake because the location where he's found has not been revealed nor the name of the hospital where he was treated they also think he may be one of the missing people from the malaysian was he found flight. in like the cabin of the malaisian airliner 747 <laughs> yeah no i mean um, it's it's definitely possible i don't know if it uh i don't know if it happened, but like that's what do you do for a month when you're just all beat up waiting in a bear's den sudoku <laughs> i'd rather die <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> Fucking Sudoku sucks, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't yeah. know, man. Even even wounded, I think I would try to try to like uh, scooch on out of that cave. Um, yeah. Okay, so if it broke his back, I'm assuming he's paralyzed or near paralyzed. Yeah, I said I don't know. There wasn't a lot of info, but I I, th- I mean I would just be like if I had one arm that worked, I'd be like just scooching on out of there. Yeah, but I mean even. God, if it's like freezing outside, you'd probably be scoot- scooching to your death. Maybe. Uh, but I guess if you're bear food, you're also waiting to die, so... Yeah, the bear is going to come back and eat you. After a while, just through sheer boredom, I'd probably try to leave. Like, I'll probably die yeah. out there, but... <laughs> oh, I'm really bored. I, and this is this I'm fucked <laughs> up. Only so yeah. long Sudoku can keep you entertained, fellas. I think, I think the boredom would drive me insane more than the broken back and the constant fear of being eaten by a bear. Yeah. I mean, how much has Borden driven my decisions in my life to this point versus how much has bear attacks driven my decisions? I don't see uh, that changing even in a bear cave. Uh, even right now, I would say about 50-50. 50% boredom, 50% mortal terror? 50% bear. 50% bear. Yeah. I would, so, I would, I would wait till he left and just try to set a bunch of bear traps. Just like, I would just home alone <laughs> the shit out of his cave, you know? Uh, then you could live off the bear. Oh, you could... 
like after eating him to regain your strength and eat his heart to regain his power, you can wear his fur into the town where you'd be killed by PETA for wearing a bear skin. Oh, PETA. They fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have a couple news stories this week. Um, stuff that I thought was last week's uh, news, but I guess not. Okay, last not only did last week last forever, yesterday lasted forever. Yesterday was like seven weeks long, wasn't it? Well, that's what happens when you stop eating food and start eating just potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I remember at like 3.11, I was like, oh, this is going on so long. And I like got up, did some stuff, took a shower, like I tried to occupy my brain. And I'm like, because my work day doesn't end till 5, so the boss can still send me, like, last-minute assignments. So I'm like, okay, okay, it has to be after 5 by now. Let's see. And I look at the clock, and it's, like, 3.12. And I'm like, what? Well, that's the uh, thing about uh, the horrible stuff, you know, time being relative. If you want to live forever, eat nothing but potatoes. The sadness <laughs> will make each day seem a thousand years. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like being in the Sarlacc pit from Star Wars. We're like, you'll be slowly digested over a thousand years. You're like, ah. I'll fuck. slowly digest potatoes over a thousand years. Yeah. It's like uh, I told Pete, even first thing in the morning when I was still relatively sane, it's like, you know, unsweetened tea tastes a lot like sweet tea, but with added sadness. Well, your brain didn't even work. You talked to me like there was a five-second delay between your thoughts and your words. Yeah, you had said something about it sounded like I was on opioids. My thought then, but I couldn't say it, was that this is uh, like if I was on opioids, then stopped being on them. Right. Well, sugar, I think us muckrakers need to take the official stance that sugar needs to be a Title I drug, right? I do. Th I agree with that. I do think that sugar should be a Title I substance. I think people should go to prison uh, for, for owning it. Yeah. For owning more than like a gram of sugar. Like if they, if they pull you over and they're like, what do you got here? A couple kilos of pure white sugar. Uh, yeah, I think that would I would I'd be more I'd be as okay with that as locking people up for weed. Yeah, like legalize pot so we'll um you know be able to survive the uh, the sugar apocalypse, and then like at the end of it we'll all be so much healthier as a nation. Oh my god, it'll be so nice. Yeah. But uh, well, all right. I guess of, speaking of nice for nation, you want to go into the Supreme Court decision on Thursday? Yeah, let's uh let's let's get angry for the nation. Rucho versus Common Cause. So they took uh they took it to federal court the policy of partisan gerrymandering. If you don't know what gerrymandering is, uh that's when they get to redraw the voting districts and they do it in such a way that the whoever draws it does it so that their party can win. Uh, one of the guys was even quoted as saying, uh, when they asked about the gerrymandered district, he goes, well, I think that uh, the government is better with Republicans, so I drew it so that more Republicans would win. As uh, I think his actual quote, whenever they said, you know, why is it so that this is redrawn so that seven districts are Republican, one's Democrat? And he said, because I couldn't draw it in any way that there would be zero Democrats winning. Yeah, uh, so that went to the Supreme but, but Court. Basically, and, if you look at a map of a state and there's like an even distribution of Democrats and Republicans across it, uh, depending on how you draw the district lines, you can get it so that there is, you know, let's say five Democrats, five Republicans, if you draw it like evenly. Like if there's exactly 50 percent Dems, 50 percent Republicans, there should be five representatives from each side going into uh, con Congress. Right. Yeah. But how it works is. 
is that instead of having an even number of representatives, there could even be 60, 70 percent Democrats in a state, but it would still be like nine Republicans going from the 30 percent that are Republic, from the 30 percent of voters that are Republican, if you draw like crazy fucking shapes in how the districts look so that all the districts like loop around majority Republicans and then just like tell out into the Democrats, but keep a minority of Democrats every time it tells out into them. And then you can just sort of hack up the voting districts and then just draw like one big circle around the remaining Democrats and say, and that could be the one Democrat representative. So they went, uh, it's total bullshit when they do yeah, this. By so the it way. went, it went to, it went to court and the Supreme court, and it seems terrible, but it's not as bad as it could be. Supreme court basically ruled that they don't have, they don't feel the, they have the, uh, the standards by the constitution to deal with district Which, lines. And it also, in my opinion, proves that the uh, Supreme Court is a bunch of partisan fucking hacks because it was a 5-4 decision with all five in favor of gerrymandering being Republicans, all four not in favor of it being Democrats. Yeah. And who is it that abuses the fuck out of the gerrymandering system? Republicans. They do it just... Uh, like, there's been one case in the last 50 years of a Democrat abusing the system and, like, 100 cases of Republicans doing it. But because there's one case of a Democrat, uh, the Republicans say, no, both sides! No, this is not both sides. The Democrats, by and large, play by the rules. Well, the thing that... To, the, their, to their detriment, the thing they that play the by article the rules. brings up, and the reason this is so bad now, worse than it's ever been, is uh, because of technological improvements... Uh, line drawers can use sophisticated software and demographic analysis to create more effective gerrymanders. Yeah, and what really sucks about that is that the RNC has access to all of that um, data you're just talking about, all of the computers that uh, can, with a fine-tooth cone, like chop up the districts in the most efficient way possible. And they sent all of that information to the uh, Russians so that the Russians would know exactly where to laser target their propaganda efforts. And that's part of how old derpy how president trump stole the last election is they were able to laser target just with a fine tooth uh, scalpel exactly who to um flip in um wisconsin and michigan and all those to flip those states to trump what i what i don't uh what i think that there's i'm, I'm okay with them uh and it has been proven that the rnc did send them that information just there's been no arrests because yeah. the republicans control everything so well, they're not yeah. going to choose to arrest themselves exactly you can't people can't police themselves that's known uh the thing is like so they didn't they didn't it wasn't a it was a shitty ruling but at least it wasn't a complete uh gerrymandering is okay but the bigger problem is uh you know when you try to be a strict constitutionalist, the problem is the Constitution is left very open and vague and flexible so that you can make rulings. So to argue that we don't have, that the, the court doesn't have the ruling to settle state electoral maps is kind of bullshit because the Constitution uh, gives, you know, very, very wide uh, berth for declaring stuff unconstitutional. The second problem is we're not supposed to have uh, a two-party government. That's the other problem. Uh, I really think that we need to reconfigure uh, our vote and our parties so that, like, there's a forced, uh, maybe a third and fourth party so that it never comes down to just two. You know what I mean? Yes. And that would kind of, that would kind of fix, well, it wouldn't fix the gerrymandering, but it would definitely help. Uh, I think with gerrymandering, we just need a we need a constant. What is it? A constitutional um, amendment, basically that all the states, uh, all the voting districts have to be drawn in a reasonable, even manner, no matter who the party is. I agree. 
because uh, I don't I don't care that Republicans win. I just want that the will of the people to be represented. So it I don't want a tyranny but, by the minority. And it definitely helps that right now the will of the majority is uh, Democrat. Like by and large, the Democrats are sixty percent of the nation, but currently we're sixty percent represented by the GOP because of gerrymandering. So right now this is definitely a tyranny by the minority. And uh, speaking of uh, this not being a complete um, shutdown of uh, gerrymandering, or speaking of how you said, at least they didn't say it was okay, they sort of did because they said, you know, the federal government will not step right. in whenever the states gerrymander. The states have to police themselves. Well, that's the same thing whenever it comes to uh, busing that uh, Kamala Harris just took Joe Biden to task for uh, the other night at the, Demo the second Democratic national debate. So um, if anyone's not aware, uh, election season has officially begun as of this week. Uh, we had uh, two different nights of debates for um, deciding who the Democratic nominee is going to be. Uh, night one saw a bunch of people, including Elizabeth Warren, our uh, top pick. And then night two saw someone who might become our next top pick, Kamala Harris, debating with uh, uh, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and all of them. Kamala Harris took Joe Biden to task over busing, which is a uh, super racist practice that used to happen about how to, I'm pretty sure it refers to um, separating how kids are brought to school. Like uh, black kids have to be on a separate bus from white kids. No, I think. And the state, the state was still enforcing it long after Jim Crow had ended. Uh, was that what she was talking about? Or was she talking about when they were trying to even out districts so they were busing kids into well, schools? So that you had a more even makeup of like black and white students. Was that it? it might have been. Uh, what specifically well, did well, she but say? It, but it's definitely like a, a racist bus policy. But um, she's she said that she was on the the second bus is what she said specifically. She didn't get into details about the policy. But the point being is that um, the federal government should have stepped in to end this racist program, and Joe Biden was in favor of them not stepping in. And he defended himself saying, look, look, I was not in favor of busing. I was just not in favor of the federal government's um, overreach of uh, state rights. And that's basically what's going on right now with uh, gerrymandering is they're trying to decide between um, states' rights versus whatever. But, of course, that's bullshit whenever they say that. They're, the Republicans are definitely in favor of uh, uh, the federal government taking over states' rights when it serves their purpose. This is just, this always been a bullshit argument. Yeah, well, the idea that the federal government doesn't have the power to step in okay. and settle stuff between states, that's clearly, they settled the 2000 election between Bush and Gore, and now they're yeah, saying, yeah. Yeah, now they're that, saying that, they that, that was in favor of the Republicans, so they were super in favor of that. And so now they're saying, I don't understand why anybody on the Supreme Court votes along party lines. It's like, you're no longer accountable to that party, like... In fact, I, I think we should only be able to appoint Supreme Court justices that have no party affiliations going forward. You can't, if you're a registered Democrat or a Republican, you can't be on the court. I think that right. would be now, fair. Like, uh, I understand why renowned rapist Kavanaugh uh, would vote Republican or vote along party line because he still feels like he owes the current president. But the others really shouldn't be beholden to anyone. Yeah, it's like you're there for life, so... Yeah, but redistrict, re, re, redistricting is a huge, it's a huge issue, and, it, and it's only, yeah, like I said, it's only going to get worse when you can use a computer and be like, hey, computer, or hey, Google, how, how do I get the most Republicans uh, arrested by redrawing a district map? And Google will be like, here are directions to uh, completely gerrymandering a state.
It's the same reason I don't want to get rid of the Electoral College. Hmm. I'd like to adjust it, but I think I like the Electoral College and the idea that it is. I, I just want to abolish it because uh, what is it? Uh, two, three, three of our last um, whatever. Anyway, uh, we need to get rid of it because all of our GOP presidents come from the fucking Electoral College. None of them have come right. and that comes... from the will of the people and since George W. Bush. The elect... Or George H. W. And Bush. then the Electoral College comes from gerrymandering because if you don't know, the Electoral Colleges, there are so yeah. many, uh, what is it, senators in each state, and they all get to cast a vote. And if all those senators are Republican, even though all their states voted Democrat, uh, they'll cast their vote for the Republican candidate, and that person will win. So yeah, yeah. this all—it all ties together. It's one big stinky mess. And right. I feel like there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it, folks. Nothing you can do. I hate you. We've gone almost an entire podcast without talking about the fucking ass clown. Yeah, but we have to now because there's one more bit of news that everyone else is sweeping under the rug. Oh, is this something stupid? They're like, oh, he put his shoes on wrong. Like, I hate it when people do that. Oh, no, it was um, his latest uh, rape victim. He dismissed her by saying, no, she's not my type. Oh, yeah, yeah, That was his excuse for not having raped her, is that she's not the type of woman he would rape. Right, exactly. It's kind of an admission of guilt, like, (laughs) she's not my type. So you do have a type that you would rape, is what you're saying. Uh, so that's 22 people now that have said that he d- does exactly what he said that he did on the Access Hollywood tape. But this isn't just grabbing her by the pussy. This is actual, you know, fucking. Well, she has. This is, she has the. She says she has the dress. So I would very much like to see that analyzed. Yeah. So she still has the dress from that. She put it up in her closet, and she only got it out uh, for the photo shoot for the being on the cover of the magazine. But the New York Times had a piece on it, but they stuck it way in the back of the issue, like in right. um, the book section. And uh, the New York Post buried the article because they've always been a partisan hack newspaper, and I can't believe that was a surprise for anyone. Of course they had buried bad well, news against Trump. I knew I that they were... Well, the the New York Post and the Washington Times are both uh, hard right uh, propaganda papers. They're not real news. I don't mean to make fun of rape or sexual assault anyway, but I do have a message uh, for people, uh, and that is if someone tries to sexually assault you, rip their dick off. Rip <laughs> their genitals off, all the way off, because I guarantee you this would be a stronger case if she was like, I have the dress, and also I have Trump's penis in a jar. Like, we'd, I, I, that would be very hard to put on the back page. I think that would be front page news. But yeah, it's just it's just uh, insane that like nothing nothing is nothing is evaluated anymore. Like no, like you you couldn't you couldn't bring a rape case against him with all the evidence. Like he's yeah. Could you imagine if uh, George H.W. Bush was like, I didn't rape her, she was not my type. That would be front page news for years. Yeah, we've entered a weird era, and I would very much like to get back to, like, taking things seriously and not just fucking, oh, he made a shitty glib comment about it. Like, the, the bar has been lowered to the bottom of the ocean. It's fucking gone. Yeah, this now, is, we're, we're there is in, no standards anymore. We're living in Caligula times. I can't wait till there he appoints no he appoints a horse to Senate. Uh, I mean, why not? It's fucking anything goes at this point. I mean, he's already appointed no one to most of his cabinet positions. Well, everybody no said that 
too. Caligula did that because he was crazy. No, he did that as a fuck you to the Senate. Yeah. Can you imagine if you just like started replacing like uh, people in the White House with just cats? <laughs> they just wander off everywhere. Senator Scratch and Sniff is pooping on my lectern. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, oh man, gerry- gerrymandering is a big place to start with, and at least the issue is still alive to be fought over. Uh, unfortunately, we're going into a very dangerous election uh, where things could be hacked, very, very likely to be hacked. Gerrymandering is still well present. And uh, here's a here's a question. Let's take a we can take a bet on this. Um, do you think he's going to leave office after his second term? After his second term? Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to Hunter S. Thompson myself if he wins again. I'm pretty sure he's going to win again. He is literally cheating at the Monopoly board. Like, he's the guy that's the bank but also cheats. So, oh. like, you just you can't get rid of him, right? And no, no matter how outrageous the price of Boardwalk is, he's running the bank, so he's stealing money. Yeah. I mean... Russia is gearing up to cheat again, and America is, like, some people, good people, are gearing up to, like, stop them from cheating, but they're having to do so without telling Trump because they know he'll stop them. Yes, because that's how he won. Even old Jimmy Carter! Jimmy fucking Carter was in the news, you know? The old peanut farmer president from Georgia is just like, I think he cheated, and I think we need to have a proper investigation. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Carter says that he's pretty sure that Trump would not be president if not for Russia cheating to help him win. And who can so... you, who the fuck can you trust if not Jimmy fucking Carter, like the nicest president ever? Yeah. And uh, God, there's other stuff like, uh, oh, um, back to his uh, latest rape victim. He another thing he said was that I've never met her, but of course there's pictures of them together. Yeah. So I mean, he he lies about everything. Speaking of lying about everything, going back to his um stupid cocked and loaded bullshit. Because he said, misspoke, locked and loaded, so everyone focused on that instead. Yeah, yeah. He said that um, how he was able, uh, he, uh, the way he explained the whole situation was that there was a strike on Iran that was about to happen. And right before it occurred, he was like, oh, generals, how many casualties is there? are there expected to be? And the generals were like, around 150, sir. And he's like, no, call it off. The price of life is too high. But we know that that's pageantry and lies. It's all pageantry and lies. That's what we should have named we, our podcast. We we know that that's the case because uh, that's not something they that's not information they withhold from the president. They literally tell anytime there's going to be an authorized airstrike, the number of potential casualties is the first thing that they tell him. That's the order of operations. He would have known that already. That's not new information. He would have brilliantly thought to ask at the last second. I always so thought... of course he's trying to play play it off as though he's someone that um, is powerful and can do this, but at the last moment has compassion yeah. and calls it back because he thought of the question no one else thought to ask. No, but that's not what happened at all. He's setting it up. Like I said, it's pageantry. I always and... thought that we would face like ultimate, like the ultimate demise of democracy would be like a Lex Luthor, you know, or like a very smart supervillain. Never in my wildest fucking dreams uh, guessed that like, you know, my high school bully would become president and then like just dumb his way into, uh, you know, supervillainy. Uh, and you know that he has fucked America for the foreseeable future because Iran has since stated that uh, all paths to um, diplomacy have closed at this point, that they are no longer going to talk to us. Yeah, well, they so, might. So thank you, you 
fucking stupid orange bastard. They might come back with another with another president. Well, we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's but just... but but again, like the people in Iran are not going to really care if it's one president or another. Like we barely keep up with who leads what country. We just know that well, you know, oh, this country's fucking up or that country's a, fucking there's up. There's a city. There's a city in India that's running out of water, so that's going to be fun. Uh, Europe is facing the. I think France. It's like a hundred. Is it? Was it? Would I get that right? Was it 113 degrees in France the other day? Jesus Christ! Yeah, you know, it was 107 degrees in Georgia the other Hold day. Hold on, 113 so. for a week. 113 seems. Uh, uh, it's high, but it's not impossible. Like uh, Death Valley can get up to um, yeah, what is but it, it was 125. Uh, France records an all-time. Oh, it's fucking no, 135. God damn anyway. it! Fuck you, BBC. I want to know what this is in uh, Fahrenheit. 45.9 uh, percent. <laughs> 49.5 Celsius. Uh, hold on. Uh, Fucking metric system. 45.9 oh. C2. Oh, shit. I, it is right. 114.62. 114 degrees in Hello? fucking... Yeah, I'm still there. Are you still there? Okay. Yes. Ah, fucking the... Yeah, no, we're, we're just having a bit of lag again. Sorry. Yeah, 114 degrees in France. That's got to be the stinkiest place on earth right now with the cheese and the not bathing. Um, I don't know if I've ever been in 114 degree heat. Um, I mean, I've been walking around in 106, 107. It's uh, unbearable. <laughs> it's as bad as you would think. I thought 114 was like how hot it got in like the desert, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. Jesus. Like um, like a uh, Death Valley, the hottest desert on Earth, only gets up to around 130, 135. Really? And so that's that, yeah, that's peak temperatures of what Mother Nature can do naturally on Earth, outside of like volcanoes and shit. Nice. So, but that that's an anomaly, right? That's that's an extreme anomaly. Yeah. Well, that's happening in fucking France and goddamn Europe. It's 113 degrees. And uh, that's also partially Trump's fault because we would be on the road to. Um, you know, having a, a green future and a, a living future where humans can survive on Earth. If Hillary Clinton had been president, we'd have our windmill farms. It's, we'd be shutting down bad shit. It's fine. I'm fine with it. I've accepted my fate. And anytime we're all just sitting around slowly dying of heat death and someone complains about it, I'm just going to look at them and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump, 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 Trump. Build that wall. See, you fucking happy? This is what we got. <laughs> Now fucking yeah. shut up. You're wasting moisture. But uh, one last bit of hope, though. One last bit of hope. What, somebody's, building, that, somebody's building a spacecraft to get us the fuck out of here? That would be nice. But um, Mueller is finally set to publicly testify oh, on fuck. July 17th. Fuck him. I don't even give a shit about that fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah, well, we need to get the information out there because far too many people don't know what's in the report. He said, I'm just going to put this report out there and hope everyone sees it. Nobody read it, so nobody knows what's in it. And fucking A.G. Barr, like, here's the thing. You only get one launch date, right? You only get one release date. If a movie comes out and it initially flops, it takes it forever to catch on and reach cult 
status like 30 years down the road. If a video game comes out and flops, it'll never be known as a good game, even if it becomes good later. The Mueller report came out, but Trump had already set everything up by firing his old attorney general and appointing Barr, who is basically a defense attorney for the president, to um, to bury the report. And even though it didn't stay buried, he buried it for long enough that the public stopped paying attention and stopped caring. There was one release date for the Mueller report, and it got fucked over. So now we're trying to um, recover from that and get enough people to realize, no, Trump needs to be impeached. That's what the report says. I'm surprised so they didn't release. This can the, help. I'm surprised they didn't release the Mueller report in theaters right next to Endgame. <laughs> that would have been so much better. They're tr they're working on it, by the way. Like John Lithgow is uh, reenacting the entire Mueller report. By the way, he's oh, doing a, a drama. That man's a fucking national treasure, and we don't deserve him. I. Too... So I mean, people are working on it. They're trying to get the information out there. Too good for this world, John Lithgow. Too good for this world. Yar. So we're getting coming transmission from the big giant head. <laughs> we're gonna name this fucking episode Third Trump from the Sun. Ugh. No. <laughs> I don't want to put Trump's name in any of our episode titles. I don't. I I've been avoiding that. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, uh, I feel like that's all the news that we've got for today. Remember to uh, send us your listener emails, your queries, your questions, your comments. Hell, if you hate us, send us your hate mail. I've been trying to get us hate mail uh, this entire time and so far nothing. I mean, we got it from that one Russian on the YouTube comments. Yeah, but he didn't actually send us an email. Also, I don't think he's a regular listener. Also, uh, he's not like that one guy that went on to iTunes and gave us one star. Oh, yeah. we're um, So every listener here, uh, we're up to seven ratings on iTunes now. Uh, like five of them are five star, one's four star, and one's one star. And I think, I'm pretty sure that's from someone I was arguing with on uh, Twitter <laughs> recently on the Muckraker account. Yeah. They just logged onto our iTunes and gave us one star because they were angry at us. Fair enough. Ratings, uh, ratings are rating when you don't have any. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we're, we're up to seven ratings now. So uh, everyone out there, if um, y'all don't mind, go to our iTunes page and uh, do that. You why don't can you, find you, us. Yeah, I was going to say, give them the socials, you it, asshole. It, you, you can find that on our um, YouTube tab at, uh, at thosemuckrakers on Twitter. Uh, we're also thosemuckrakers at gmail.com. If you uh, send in your own Dear Amy to thosemuckrakers at gmail.com, we could have an entire episode dedicated to you. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? You uh, right. you can also find uh, our other episodes on um, what is it? YouTube.com slash Thriftington Post, yep. and you can uh, follow me me on Twitter personally at Lantis Armstrong on Twitter. That's L A N T I S A R M S T R O N G. Uh, I don't know what Peter's Twitter is, but I don't know if he wants to give that out. I don't know what and... my I don't know what my Twitter is either, so mm -hmm. I'll have to figure that out. His name is um, at Peter Winnicorton, and he did ride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else to add? Yeah, uh, Wesley, you still have to go on the potato famine. <laughs> you, right. you still got to do it, and then you can report back to us how it went. We'll let you know as we experiment with different diets on Wesley's body and the havoc it wreaks. <laughs> Yar. Okay, well, I guess that's, that's, that's this episode done. That's all for this week. Remember, when the apocalypse comes, we won't be spared.